Alright guys, how's it going? I hope we're all doing great. I'm Andy, this is the RR Show, and today we're going to jump in with episode 247 and dive into r slash entitled parents. So, grab your tea, grab your popcorn, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and let's get this show on the road. Our first story today is from the Momu, Karen. Let her kids wake everyone up at 2am. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I've just come back from a coach trip from the UK to Disneyland Paris. It was a wonderful trip, apart from one family who decided they could do whatever they wanted with no consequence. To set the scene, me and my two friends have just arrived at the bus stop and are waiting for the coach. In front of us is a family of four adults and three children. A young girl around the age of, I don't know, ten, a boy also around the age of ten, and a teenage boy. All three are sat on the floor and are attempting to play a card game. However, the girl is screaming at the top of her lungs, telling the other kids how to play the game. The adults tried to intervene once, got sworn at by the child, and then gave up. Me and my friends exchanged glances before resorting to sending each other memes, silently voicing our discontent. Luckily, we're seated at the front of the coach, and the family were at the back. We could still hear the girl yelling all of the way, but we let it slide because, hey, we're going to Disneyland, and they're probably just excited. We went on to have a wonderful couple of days in Disneyland, completely forgetting that this family even existed. Until it was time to come home. You see, dear reader... We are broke. So we booked a coach that left Disney at 8pm, arrived back in London at 4.30am. It's a given that you'd want to sleep on the coach. Well, as we waited for our coach to come and collect us, there we were, reminded of that child's piercing screams and shrieks as she ran around the car park and in front of cars whilst the adults, once again, did nothing. My friends and I exchanged worried glances, but it was only the beginning. Once on the coach, people started pulling out neck pillows and blankets, ready to attempt to sleep. But no, not that family. 
They talked loudly about their trip and complained that the coach driver hadn't put the radio on for us. People were already grumbling, but the family paid them no mind. When we reached Calais, it got worse. The driver asked for a volunteer to collect everyone's passports and bring them to the front. One of the adults, the girl's mother, volunteered and had to sit at the front with the driver whilst sorting the passports. Well, the child decided that was an invitation to run up and down the aisles between her parents before loudly demanding that her mother sing happy birthday in Welsh. This was at midnight. After border control had checked our passports, the mother decided to hand some of them to her child. But that wasn't good enough for the little girl who kept screaming at her mother to give her more. Apparently, no was not a word she could understand, and she simply kept screaming. Even when people stated they were not comfortable with children handling their passports, the kids still got to hand them out. And when we finally boarded the ferry at 1.35 a.m., ready for a quiet crossing, we were wrong. Initially, my friends and I had sat in an area with a kid's play area. We quickly realized and relocated to a quieter area of the ship so we could try and grab some sleep. People around us were sprawled out on benches with blankets over their heads, and mothers had sleeping children in their laps. We found a quiet corner and started to doze off. Then we heard it, that same piercing shrieking all from that girl. They were running up and down the length of the ship, shouting and shrieking as they went. People were being startled awake every single time they went by. Other children were beginning to cry because they were tired. The teenage boy was literally winding up the younger two, making them shout even more. The adults of the group were absolutely nowhere to be seen. Eventually, I snapped. After a particularly piercing shriek, I yelled, QUIET PLEASE! IT'S TWO O'CLOCK IN THE MORNING AND PEOPLE ARE TRYING TO SLEEP! Several other murmurs of agreement surrounded me. They went silent, looked at me, and ran off. I knew what was coming. We all knew. In marched the adults. Not the mother, just another one of the adults. What did you say to the kids? She demanded, loudly, of course. I said, quiet, please. There are people trying to sleep. I gestured to the people groggily emerging from their blankets to see what the commotion was. If you've got a problem, speak to an adult. Don't shout at kids. Well, where were you? Down there. She points. They were at the opposite end of the ship. So why weren't you with them? They're hyper kids. Kids are gonna be hyper. Again, it's two o'clock in the morning and people are trying to sleep. You should have come to talk to us. How was I supposed to know who you were or where you'd be? Oh, whatever. Just don't shout at the kids again. And then they left. Was it the end? Oh, no, 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 no. They continued their shrieking and running. When we attempted to find the adults as they had requested, they had moved and were nowhere to be found again. 
The girl also tried to stare me out a couple of times. I think she was trying to intimidate me, which is laughable. Eventually, the ferry trip came to an end and I waited until the last possible second to get back onto the coach so that they wouldn't have to walk past me. I was thanked several times by fellow ferry passengers in both French and English for my attempts to shut those kids the hell up. I do wonder how much of a problem it would have been if I woke their kids up at 2am. Our next story is from Carrera Grimpaw. Mother emotionally and intellectually Mother emotionally and intellectually manipulates son for years turns psychotic when she realizes that her throwing the kid out after an argument dooms the entire rest of the family. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. For context, hi, I'm Kruh, or as of late, Delta Kruger. Need to get that fixed. And I am a 27-year-old lad. I am considered a high-functioning autistic individual, officially disabled by government standards. My mother, for a long time, but especially these past four years, has been taking in and managing my checks from the government to keep the household afloat making use of everything but a hundred dollars of it, which often got absorbed in moments of crisis as well since I didn't spend much. And while doing so was sowing seeds of doubt and fear into my mind about ever learning to live on my own, stating I was very far from ever reaching out. I myself didn't really try to struggle or push my way out even when I turned 18. She offered to sign me up as a dependent, but I thankfully declined. I decided for the good of the family to keep working with them. That changed about four years ago. Four years ago, my developmentally held back brain decided to say, Oh, now it's time to teenager. And I suddenly craved independence, looking every which way for a way to flee gracefully. Every time, though, there was some unfortunate situation or action that meant that if I left with my two incomes, my mother became my PSW, which that has its own irony later on, the family would fall apart and I'd be dooming all the animals, some of which were never listed on our lease at the time and were hidden every inspection. Now, what happens when you cage a teenager that so desperately wants to be their own thing? Well, they get rebellious. 
Three years ago, I got a therapist through my state insurance program, and after venting all the hoops my mum was making me jump through and all the work that was piled up on me due to my mother's bum knee, and the stupid high expectations of me that would always end up creating screaming matches to her over those three years, she finally said to me, as of roughly a week ago from this post, that literally sounds like an abuse case. I initially dismissed that and said I'll keep it in mind as we ended the call that day, only to then immediately after get chewed out for jumping on a request my mum made earlier in the day as she had requested research for something that would make another lengthy story, but regardless, she basically chewed me out for hounding her in an ill-mental state due to current situation, despite telling me five minutes prior to do the research for her. That's when I went back to my room and texted my therapist to start filing the paperwork. One day later, mum and I get into another spat, this time about the dishes, which were my daily chore. Sure, it was assigned to me, but my drive to do shit for her was just dead by that point, when my effort can be shot down on a whim, even though it was ordered. The argument is hazy in my head for many a reason, but the main one is mum went feral the moment I snarked like a teen would. She slammed her way into my room, started grabbing shit and hucking it on the lawn, screaming for me to get out, breaking one of my monitors in the process. Dad stepped in and told her that since I was over 18 and on the lease, I was legally given 30 days notice. Which is when she stopped, turned to me and said, Well, I'm going to make those next 30 days hell for you! And walked to her room. Dad let me get the few things she did get on the lawn back inside at that point and I sat down at my chair. Then it dawned on me. She played herself. For years, she said that if I went away, she would have to get rid of everything. And I mean everything. It was all propped up by my SSI and the income she got by being my personal support worker. Well, now she had given me and the government valid reason with her behavior alone that even if she rescinded the 30-day notice, that we couldn't keep our home anyways. It was refreshing. In that moment, I felt courage well up in my chest. She couldn't manipulate me anymore. She fell into what she had made of her life and was blind to my connections that I made for years outside the family, constantly slamming them for being liberals. I took that renewed energy to reach out to those friends, those found families, my lovers, and even my grandparents. I looked through my cards and emails and found my disability care workers info and told of the situation and burnt the midnight oil chasing my new life while my mum literally pounded the adjacent wall between my bedroom and her bathroom, screaming like a banshee about not hearing me pack fast enough. To keep this from going on for ages, I'm going to be brief on the next few stages to now. Grandparents saw this explosion brewing for years, opened arms and let me take my belongings and my bearded dragon pancake in while mother was away on psychiatric care. With my caseworker's help, I got my SSDI under control. I got guidance on what steps to take next, and they're doing research for intermediary places after grandparents. Me and my boyfriend are looking into joining together and living somewhere in Washington, with my found family chipping in as well. 
As of today, I'm officially disowned from my family. My mother has not only disowned my grandparents, but also forced dad to as well. I tried to contact them to drop me off my phone plan so that I can keep my number and all I got was the statement of disownment and that further contact will lead to a restraining order. I got a special state related order to have their firearms reclaimed since mother is a psychopath and have my grandparents locking their doors now out of fear. I'm waiting for my case manager to get back to me to have my documents extracted from their residence. And basically all I've got to do is play the waiting game. Watching my parents burn because mum pushed all their connections away. Even my brother, who's stoic as hell, showed he was ready to fly too. So the main thing to take away from this is, learn to value yourself and judge the world of those even closest to you. For you never know if you're just a pay pig to your own mother. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this show. I can't wait to see you in the next one. So make sure you are following along. And if you've got a second, drop us a review. That would be super, super helpful. If you're just dying for more, you can also go and check out our YouTube channel. There's unique stories over there that you won't find on our podcast. In the meantime, guys, thanks so much. Peace out, and I'll see you in the next one. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. True terrors of horror bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.